High School Basketball and Round Guy Radio is sponsored by Iowa Tire, Fairfield, Iowa. Rob Moore, Livestock Risk Partners in Minneapolis, Iowa. 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa. Toyota Transmission and Repair. Real Smart Highlights of Columbus. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, as well as the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. We got Jeff Mills of uh, Real Smart Highlights. He's going to kind of uh, give us a little overview of what his first half, uh, you know, he was in more games than I was even. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit. We're going to break it down. We're going to go over the different brackets. We're going to go 3A, 2A, and 1A. He's going to talk about the games that he was at at that level, and we'll kind of talk about the tiers and maybe some uh, players that we need to pay attention to in, in, at that those levels. So uh, welcome to the program, Jeff. Thank you, man. Always a pleasure. All right. Well, 3A, take over. All right. So uh, we got the Southeast Conference, and uh, I've seen uh, the top team in that conference is Mount Blood. I couldn't go with their 4-0 in conference play. They just got a big win over Keokuk, uh last or the last week before Christmas there. So they're unbeaten in conference play. I think they're probably, between them and Keokuk, they're the top two. They're going to be the teams to beat in the Southeast, I think, this year. Mountain Pleasant is led by a couple guards, Peyton Hagens uh, and a junior, and a sophomore, Christian Stacy. I got to watch them play at Washington, and they got 54 points. So their guard play is exceptional. They got Nate Stroud down in the middle, who's a big man who can play really well. Um, he threw down a dunk at one of the games out of that. So, I, you know, Mount Pleasant getting a, a couple-point win over Keokuk really helps their chances. Of course, there'll be a rematch later on in the season. Keokuk can even back up as they stay unbeaten. But uh, I, in my opinion, I think them are the teams to beat. Now, in the middle tier of that, uh, well, I'll talk a bit about Keogh. They got a guard named Diego Garcia, and he's a pretty good point guard. Uh, but this kid come out of nowhere, the sophomore. His name's Jackson Clark. He's six nine. You think, oh, he's gonna be great underneath, which he is, rebounding the basketball and putting up second chance points and just scoring. But he step out, and knock down three too. I got to cut uh, a little bit, and he knew the kid, and he said, yeah. He's- Exceptional ball play. So keep your eye on for the next couple of years. Six nine, he he could go some places. He's a heck of a ball player. But that being said, the middle tier, I think we go. Uh, you know, Washington was one of them unknowns. They lost the seniors. Basically, their leader is a junior, and then they're full of sophomores. Logan McDowell, he's always a good ball player. For me, he's kind of like the upperclassman leader. You know. <laughs> He's got all these uh, really good ball and Coach Stark, and uh, they're starting to put it together. They just had a big win over Fort Madison and conference, and that moved them to two and two in conference play. They're four and five overall, but uh, here the last couple weeks before uh, entering Christmas, they start playing really good basketball. Got some nice conference wins. Their next conference games against Burlington, who's one seven overall, so it could be another chance for their third conference win, and they'll look to build upon. Uh, Madison is the other middle, middle tier team. Um, they got uh, Julian Deer and a couple seniors there. Hunter Cresswell, I believe, is one of their names. But uh, they lost that last game before Christmas to Washington. So for me, that puts 
Washington just one one slot above them there. But um, as far as that goes, that just leaves Burlington and Fairfield. Uh, Burlington's one and seven. Fairfield's one and eight. They're both kind of struggling a little bit this year. Um, I haven't got to watch either one of them. I think I'm going to watch Burlington play up in Washington here in next week sometime. But that pretty much covers the Southeast Conference, I think. Okay. Well, let's talk about 2A. Okay. So we'll jump down to uh, you got the SEISC South and the North. The 2A teams, most 2A teams are on the South. And that, uh, I said this from the beginning of the season, but that's led by West Burlington. Um, they're 8-0, 7-0. I think they were number nine on the first uh, rankings in the state. Uh, I got to watch them play at Mount Pleasant, and that was a barn burner of a game. Uh, West Burlington ended up winning it with like 12 seconds left on three-pointer, I believe. But it come down to the very end. But West Burlington's just playing really good ball. And they're led by the guards, uh, Mason Watkins, who's a junior, and Brady Martin, uh, who's all, who's a senior, I believe. But both them kids are great at handling the ball, running the offense, and they can knock down threes. They're great on penetrating off the dribble and looking for their big man or scoring on their own vote. They're uh, really good ball players. And, uh, they're going to be the team to beat in the South, I think. But I'm not saying that can't be done because Holy Trinity is sitting at 6-3 and three and 4-2. and two, uh, Played them down. They were leading by two with like two seconds left. And Watkins hit a buzzer beater three on a half-court inbound shot that ended up giving West Burlington the, the win. But this South division is stacked with good teams. And if uh, like I say, I think if they want to win the Commerce, the team to beat is going to be West Burlington. But um, the other team sitting at 4-2 and two in conference play is uh, Burlington-Notre Dame. And I haven't gotten a good uh, chance to watch them. Uh, I think I got one marked up here coming soon. I'm going to get out there and watch them. But Liam Delaney, I know they're led by a guard named Liam Delaney, who I got to watch play last year as well. He's a great guard, uh, great player. But, you know, they're 7-3 and three overall, 4-2 and two in the conference. They're still right there. And then, uh, so you got West Burlington, Holy Trinity, Burlington, Notre Dame, and then you jump down to uh, Minneapolis, Danville, and Central Lee. All three of them teams are three and three in conference play. So they're trailing, uh, what is it, three games, three and a half games, West Burlington. But Minneapolis had a big win over Holy Trinity when I went up and watched them play. This Mupo team is really tough. They're a uh, great team. They got Jackson Hutchinson and uh, what's some of the other guys? I'm trying to think. Travis Luttenager, who's a sophomore. The kid hit six threes in one of the games I was at. Um, they just got a lot of guys that can that can score uh, score the basketball. So they're a lot of fun to watch. I've actually been able to watch them three times, I think. And every time I've watched them play, they shot lights out and play great ball. So that's one of them teams that – uh, is right there in the middle, but you better look out for them when you got them on your schedule because they can bring it to you. Uh, Danville, Central Lee, them are a couple unknowns for me. I haven't gotten to watch either one of them play. Um, you know, Danville 7-3, and 3-3 three, three and three in conference. 7-3 uh, is nothing to shame your head at, so they got to be a decent team as well. And Central Lee is 5-3 overall, but they're 3-3 three and three in conference as well. So going into uh, after Christmas break, this really going to start breaking down and start separating some teams, I think, once they start seeing each other and that sort of thing. But um, Minneapolis, like I said, that they're a really good club. 
just really enjoyed watching him play. I'm trying to think of the kid's name off the top of my head. Lance Ludens. That kid is an excellent player. He's a junior, another guard. Uh, just tremendous ball player. I uh, really look forward to watching him play, but he's one of the leaders on Meepo as well. Um, and then you got New London and Van Buren sitting at, at the bottom rung there. New London's two and six, one and five. I kind of wondered about that entering the year because they lost uh, Kate Benjamin and um, what was the other kid's name? Went to Truman State. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but I knew they were going to have some holes to fill. So uh, they probably got some underclassmen still working on things, trying to get better. Um, but they made it to state last year, so Bam Buren's one and seven, zero and six. I haven't got to watch them play. I think I'm going to watch them take on Columbus next week as well. So that pretty much covers the south end of the division. All right. Uh, but it, go ahead. That's where are we going next? So that basically just leaves the SEISC North, which is mostly the one A teams. And that is led off, of course, by Winfield Mountain Union. Uh, we all know the stellar football season they had, and a lot of them kids on that football team are also playing basketball. So you know there's going to be pretty good, and they darn sure are. They're 8-1 and one overall, 7-0 and oh in conference, unbeaten in conference play. And their only loss came to uh, – it was one of them uh, cross-river Iowa-Illinois game type things. And I guess they played the number one team in 1A in Illinois. And that was without Cam Buffington, and they played them close, but they ended up losing that game. They got a D1 kid over there on that team, from what I heard, and he played pretty well. But uh, Cam wasn't playing that game, and I think if Cam was playing that game, they probably beat him. So the, uh, that that pretty much sums up Winfield. They got, you know, Cam, Jake Edwards, Abram Edwards down low is a beast. Uh, Carter Lloyd, just you go all the way down to the – ninth, tenth guy coming in, and they all can score the ball. So they're just stacked, and that's really what makes a, a good team great, honestly, in my opinion. So they're one I'll be watching again. I think Minneapolis is going to go down to Winfield sometime. I'm going to go down and check that out. That's a non-conference game, but the, I feel like that's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, sitting in second, though, is Pekin. I haven't gotten a chance to watch them play. They're one of those schools that are just far enough out of my reach that I don't get to see them very often unless they come down this way and the schedule works out and it just hasn't worked out yet. But their team I want to watch play. Uh, they're 7-4 overall, 6-2 and two in conference, you know, trailing two games behind Winfield. Like I said, I don't know enough about them right now to go over any players or anything, but I was, all I know is they're having a pretty good year. So uh, we'll see what happens with that in the future. Next followed in line is Waco, which I just got to see them play number one North Lynn. Uh, and they played them tough. North Lynn, you know, they're the number one team in the state. There ain't nothing to shake your head at. And Waco played them kids tough. Um, I really liked what they what they did. They didn't back down. They brought it the entire game. Waco's 5-3 and three overall, but they've lost to Winfield. So I was just telling number six in the state. North Lynn, number one in the state. And they lost the season opener to Holy Trinity, who is another incredibly talented team. So don't count this Waco team out. If they can keep winning in conference play and get back to that rematch with Winfield, they might have a shot to, to break it even. So that's something to keep your eye on. Um, another team I don't know a lot about is Hillcrest Academy. Another one of them teams that are just far enough out of my reach. You know, it's hard to get to watch them play unless it just works out. But they're 8-2 overall, so they're a good ball club as well. 
five and two in conference. It's trailing two games. So that's pretty much the top rung of that, that bracket. Now you go into the next uh, four or five teams left, and you got L&M, who's four and six overall, but they're three and three in conference play. And they're another one of the teams this year. They're uh, Ty Northrup led them last year. He's, you know, one of the best players in the conference. I think he won conference player of the year or something last year, but uh, just a great, great guard, great ball player. And they got a couple kids stepping up this year in Finnegan Klein, who's a junior, and um, Dawson Downey, another good kid. I watched him shoot lights out at, uh, when they played up at Mediapolis. So they're a middle-run team in the conference play, but they're they're a talented team, and they, they can pull off some upsets, I think, here coming down the road. So uh, leaving after that is just the four teams, and you got – Four teams left, and that's Lone Tree, who's five and six and two and five in conference play. Team I don't know a lot about, but uh, Columbus, I got to watch them play and got to watch them get their first win. They're one and seven on the year, but Coach Cheney's really working hard to get them kids going. I know, keep up with them on Facebook and that kind of stuff. Uh, he he got them kids trending in the right direction, and it's awesome to see. You know, they've had a couple rough years, and uh, Tim Hills is carrying him this year as a scorer. He's a great ball player, big, tall kid, and can uh, get up and do a lot of things for him. But Gabe Saniga, uh, my neighbor, <laughs> hi, neighbor, he's a good good young ball player as well. He's really been stepping up and getting hot. Uh, he hit four threes at the game I was at, and Coach says he just keeps getting better and improving and coming out as a hot shooter and knocking down a lot of threes. So, um that's about all I know about Columbus. Then we go down to Wapalo. They're two and seven, but one and five in conference play. They did get a win over Highland in conference play. Uh, Jackson Lands, Carson Belzer, both them kids lights out. Um, outside of that, they just got a new guard that transferred, I believe. And it'll be interesting to see how that changes their dynamic. I got to watch him play with his very first game. It really opened things up for Jackson Lands a little bit. So. I wouldn't be surprised to see them get a couple more wins against some of these bottom rung teams as, as the season progresses. But then we go down to Highland, who's one and seven. They've struggled. Uh, I got to watch them play at Winfield, but playing at Winfield is almost not fair. They're so good. So, uh, but I'm sure they'll keep working. They're sitting at the bottom of the rung right now. So that pretty much, I believe, covers everything I know about the North. All right. And that's pretty much, as far as the teams I cover, that's what I got for around here in Southeast Iowa. Well, it was a pretty uh, great, uh, um, uh, you know, synopsis of all the stuff you've seen, nice and quick and and straight to the point. Uh, Tell me, uh, you got a lot of video going on. What were some of the best games that you was at this year? Uh, The best ones I've seen so far would have been West Burlington and Mount Pleasant. That one come down to, uh, like I said, 12 seconds left. I think West Burlington hit a three to put him up by one. And then uh, Mason Moskin sealed it with uh, a couple free throws. Uh, so that was a great ball game. Who else did I see that were really good? Uh, Columbus and Wapolo. That was, yeah, again. But, you know, uh, Columbus and the Wise and Musk team have been one of the one of the, the games that kind of stands out in my mind. Uh we had uh, like five of the Columbus Wildcats have career highs, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, They're putting it together, that's for sure. And they got that big win over Wapolo. And honestly, I thought Wapolo. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the Wildcats train, man. I think they got something going on over there, really. 
you know, of course they're not going to beat Winfield or Waco, you know, uh, and a lot right. of the teams that they've been playing. But, you know, uh, they gave Lone Tree a good game. They gave uh, Louisa Muscatine a good game. You know, yep. uh, you know they, they, they scrapped it out with Peak and it didn't, didn't shoot well. But uh, I think that they're, they're, on, they're trending uh, the right way. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to say before we let you go? No, sir. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Yep. High School Basketball and Round Guy Radio is sponsored by Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa. Rob Moore's Livestock Risk Partners in Minneapolis, Iowa. 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa. Toyota Transmission and Repair. Real Smart Highlights of Columbus. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, as well as the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa.